Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming Sarah Minix to the podcast. Sarah graduated from Virginia Tech in 2018 with a BS in fashion merchandising and design. Since then, she's launched her own boutique, Trendy Moo, in August of 2018 that specializes in trendy pieces at affordable prices. I first met Sarah my sophomore year of college at an event for the Fashion Merchandising and Design Society at Virginia Tech, in which Sarah was the president of her senior year. I have followed her journey for the past two years and knew she would be an amazing resource for those trying to branch out and create their own path. Sarah is a true innovator. So with that, Sarah, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Thank you so much for being on today. And I really want to start, if you can take me all the way back, where do you think your love of fashion first stemmed from? Yeah, I think in general, probably like a lot of other people, I've always sort of loved clothes. Even when I was little, I wanted to pick out my outfits and I always loved shopping. I remember growing up, I went shopping with my aunt like every single weekend and it was like something we did together and it was so fun. And then I started getting really interested in fashion shows. So Victoria's Secret was one of the big ones that I started to follow because I realized it was like one of the only companies that publicized their fashion show so much and so many people got into it other than just people that were like interested in the fashion industry, not just because it was like a lingerie company, but it was just such a huge production. It made it more popular for everyone, and I really got interested in that, and I think that's where it led me into getting into coordinating the fashion show later in college. But um, when I was figuring out what I wanted to do as far as a career in high school, I had absolutely no idea. I really wasn't a huge school person, and I was just like, I don't want to go to college, and I don't want to go to school unless it's something that I totally love. Uh, And the only thing I could think of that I really enjoyed was clothes. But I had no idea what that meant as far as a career. I didn't even know that there was any career in that, except for I knew there was designers, but I didn't really know what that meant. And now I'm blown away by how many different careers are in the industry. Definitely. And I'm kind of curious how you were first introduced to um, the program at Virginia Tech, because I know for me, I had absolutely no idea it existed. And my brother actually was at Virginia Tech when I was a senior and high school, and I said the same thing. I school wasn't really my thing. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. excited by it. Um, and my brother was trying so hard to get me to Virginia Tech that he was looking into programs for me. <laughs> sent me the fashion merchandising and design major. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, mine's actually kind of similar because my oldest brother went to Virginia Tech, and when I was, he's like six years older than me. So when I was deciding where I wanted to go to school, I actually was like, oh, I don't want to go to tech. Like my brother already went there. I want something new. So I was kind of against it. But I mean, since it was in the family, I already knew like I liked the school and I had been there before. But basically, since I was a Virginia local, I knew I wanted to stay in state for college just financially. And I started looking and the only schools that I could find in the area were VCU, Uh, Virginia Tech and then there's a really small private college I think it's called Marymount and those were the only ones in Virginia that I could find that had fashion so that kind of like narrowed my search but the biggest thing for me about Virginia Tech was that they combined their major of merchandising and design and no one else did that at VCU it was separate majors and I'm like so bad at drawing and sketching that I was Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh I'll never get into a design program 
but I was really interested in learning like both parts of it because later I found out like design isn't just drawing. There's so much more to it. So that was a big influencer for me when I was looking at tech is that, hey, I can get one major and it combines both of them. And I think that's so important because you get to learn every single aspect of the business instead of just focusing on one spot. So I think it made everyone more well-rounded that was in our major. And then as far as actually applying, my one of my very best friends that I went to middle and high school with ended up being my college roommate. She was like, okay, you have to apply, just do it. They have such a good program. So she forced me, I ended up doing it and it turned out well. So I loved my experience there. I definitely think I made the right choice picking them. That's really fascinating to learn. And I think our stories are actually very similar in terms of with fashion merchandising and design, there's also kind of a business component of it that really did me. And, you know, I was fascinated by the fact that I can learn about fashion, but then I can also learn about the business side of it. And like you were saying, like VCU and other programs, they're so artsy and so specialized in those kinds of things. And I am not artsy. I cannot draw either. Yeah, I'm terrible. Actually, at Tech, I had to end up taking a drawing class. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get through this. But it was such a good experience for me because even though that's not my thing, I still think it's beneficial. And Everyone views Virginia Tech as a business and engineering school, so I was a little bit nervous about their program and what it would be like, but in general, I was like, okay, it's a great school. I know that the program has to be pretty good, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really curious if you can take us through a normal day in your life. I'm a little all over the place, to be honest. In college, I was even worse. I'm very, like, sporadic and just kind of, like, do things as I please. But that's really, like, not efficient. So after college, I started to realize more, like, hey, I have to actually make a schedule to be more efficient, especially when things get busier and you have so much going on. So I don't even know if I can call it a normal day. Um, My schedule has been so different. I've been out of tech almost two years now. And over the past two years, it's changed a lot. But right now, I work part-time for Everlane. They're a fashion company based out of San Francisco. And I work remotely for them around five hours a day. So between like before, after, on breaks, whatever, that's my time for Trendy Moo. So when you're owning a business, there's so many different aspects. So for me, it ended up, like you said, uh, fashion has a business aspect to it. When I started my business, I was like, wow, there's like legal, there's business, there's Mm -hmm. fashion, there's so much that I had to learn. And there was a huge learning curve, especially for some of the legal stuff and like accounting. I was, that was like way over my head. Um, (laughs) And it's like not something I'm interested in either. So it's like forcing yourself to learn it. Um, That things are so different day to day, but I would say, basically every day I plan social media content, I update and edit our website, I work on creating email newsletters, and then I do go through product and preview it from our wholesalers to purchase for seasons ahead. Uh, In general, I work a lot, and it's at least six days a week. I try to take Saturday as like my day off and Sunday, and I'll work Sunday night. But when you have a business, there's really no 100% time off because even if I'm going to do something, I'll be like on my phone, on my social media and stuff like that. But the awesome thing about it is because it's so flexible, I can um, do it kind of whenever and fit things in and move things around really easily. Yeah, that flexibility is so nice. I know for me personally, the idea of getting up and going to a nine to five every single day does not seem like it would be the best fit for me. I really like how you you knew that about yourself and you're like, okay, so here's what I'm going to do instead. I think that takes 
you know, knowing yourself and having confidence that it's all going to work out. Yeah, it's definitely a difficult thing. But to me, I just, I knew whatever I wanted to do, I had to make it work. And going to an office every day wasn't really my thing. I wasn't sure. And I'll talk about that a little later. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do career wise. But deep down, I think I knew I never really wanted to go like into an office every day. I will say as far as planning a more normal day, um, having an actual designated home office and blocking off certain times of my day has really helped me keep organized. So Everlane's kind of like a set schedule for me. So I know five hours of my day I'm going to spend on that. And then the rest of my day I can designate to Trendy Mail. And that that helps keep things um, more simple. So you mentioned um, Trendy Moo, which is your online boutique. Um, so I'm really curious, how did you decide on the name Trendy Moo? It's so funny because everyone, that's probably like the number one question I get. And I'm like, oh, God, I have a terrible, like not even <laughs> an interesting story for this other than I've always liked cows my whole life. And I've always said, like, when they ask you what's your favorite animal in school or whatever, icebreaker games, I always say cows. And I just think they're cute, and it's just been my thing since I was little, so it stuck with me. I had to incorporate it somehow into this, and then as far as trendy, that just went along well with the clothing industry, so it became Trendy Moo, but it's so funny to me because people that don't know the company yet sometimes they're like oh is it a maternity store that's such oh a good name gosh. and I'm oh, like that's, that's so yeah I'm like that's so funny because actually that's a great name for a maternity store but no oh that's <laughs> so, yeah. hilarious yeah I know I was like oh that's not a bad idea maybe if I expand it to that one day but yeah mm-hmm. that's I mean no huge history behind it except for it's just part of me that's been for years That's so funny. I also have another question about, and we might be able to get into this a little bit later, um, but is it only really you on your team doing most of these operations? Yeah, I basically everything that started, I did completely on my own, like figuring out the logistics of stuff and absolutely everything, web design and everything. Now it's more of when I very first started right out of school, I mean, I had my mom like help me packaging and like dropping stuff in the mail for me. But other than that, I really do everything myself. Um, Chase has been a huge part of it too. So whenever I do events, he goes with me, helps me run them. And then of course, like packaging and stuff like that. Uh, So other than myself and then having family and Chase, it's, it's really just me and it's been tough. But I think when you're starting your own thing in the beginning, you have to do as much yourself as you can financially. And for me, I wanted to dabble around in so much that it's been fun for me to see like, what do I like more? If there's something that I want to get someone, hire someone to do, what would that be? And my first thing is accounting. Like I Mm -hmm. hate that part. And one of my, my friend I mentioned earlier, that was my college roommate. She um, studied, I think it was corporate finance or something at tech. And she always has been helping me with like my spreadsheets and my numbers. So I've been blessed to have friends to help me a lot so far but I'd I'd love to expand in the future have an internship or something have someone to help with social media because it's so time consuming and stuff like that that's so impressive I need the audience to know just how hard it is to actually start a company because I think a lot of people think you know when I say I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to create my own path they're like oh so you you don't want like a career path they, they yeah. take the easy way out. And what people don't realize, like you said, is you get into the business and you realize there's a legal aspect. There's a numbers yeah. component. 
all of these things that go into it that you had no idea until you're in the thick of it, just how hard it is. So the fact that you have done so much of this by yourself is absolutely incredible. I mean, I thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I know I personally work with a team um, with LUV. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but like we are Mm -hmm. um, following our own path really to create UPF clothing um, for women's. Awesome. Yeah. And we started it back in, in December. And I realized really quickly that I didn't have exactly the skill set that I was going to need to bring on people who knew things about engineering, you know, that Mm -hmm. I never, if I tried to figure that out on my own, it would be a nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of research for me. And like I said, some of it's a huge learning curve, but I've tried to utilize resources that I have. So some of my friends were in computer science at tech and I have a lot of friends from fashion. So there's different aspects that I'm able to like help ask for help when I need it. But I've taken as much initiative as I can to learn stuff. But I know in the future, like as this grows, I definitely will have to employ people that are more specialized in those certain fields because that's how the company can flourish. You can't do everything yourself long term, but it's it's a good way to start. And it's definitely a good learning opportunity. Yeah, I think it's important to know as well when it's time to delegate, you know, like when you're in over your head and you can't possibly handle everything on your own. I think that's so hard for founders and entrepreneurs to take that step back when this has really become like your child, like you're putting your heart and your soul into this project. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you need to take your opinion and view out of it because sometimes if you take a step back or you let someone else view it, they have a fresh set of eyes and I used to do, uh, when I was freelancing, I worked for a career coach as helping her with her social media. And she always said, you have to figure out what is your time best spent on because anything that your time is not best spent on, you need to outsource because if not, you're wasting your time and your time is your money. So for me, that would be numbers because if I'm better at one specific thing, I need to focus my time on that because the other things that you spend so much time on, someone else can do so much quicker. So you you really have to use your resources. And I think building a team is still important, even if you're going to be an entrepreneur or self-employed. Yeah, that's incredible advice. It really is. Yeah. So you mentioned Chase, who, um, but Chase is your boyfriend. You guys both graduated from fashion merchandising design at Virginia Tech. Um, So I'm really curious, how did the two of you guys meet? I laugh about this one, too, because I say that I forced myself on him a bit. He actually came into tech undecided, and he was really into footwear, and he was in a similar situation where all he knew is he really wanted to work with shoes and design shoes, but he didn't really know what that meant, if he should do industrial design at tech or go over to fashion, but he ended up discovering the fashion program and he transferred to that in his second year. We ended up having a product development class together and that's where we met and just kind of hit things off and we were friends for a bit and then I actually convinced him to design for the fashion show that Tech hosts the year that I was coordinating it and had him model and all kinds of stuff. So it was really fun and then we ended up dating several months later. I'm really grateful that Tech brought him to me. It's He's so sweet. and We've been dating for almost three years now, but it's been cool because we've also have such similar minds and are both very entrepreneurial and we've been able to kind of collaborate and work together. So all of the leather stuff that's on Trendy Moo is handmade by Chase and I give him feedback on design and that's about it and occasionally help him with the simple stuff like sewing and gluing. 
but he's definitely behind all of that. And it started with just sandals. And then we really started getting more into leather and we were going to all these cool leather shops and we're like, oh my gosh, we can make so much more with this. And so now he's really getting into bags and wallets and all kinds of stuff. As far as when you were asking about my team, Chase helps me with some of the photography and the shipping and packaging. And we do all of the events together. Okay, so I have to give Chase a huge shout out because we were in an introduction class, so intro to design for consumers. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we had to do was um, the professor said, take out a piece of paper and draw a functional shoe, or it was something along those lines. So I get out and I sketch, you know, a cute little stiletto heel. Don't really put (laughs) thought into it because I cannot draw. Chase turns his in and it is the most beautiful shoe design that I was blown away. That is hilarious. I never do that. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm so bad at drawing. So whenever anything needs to be done like that, I'm like, okay, that's your job. That part's for you because he's so good at that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. He's really creative. Yeah, I mean, I can tell that through, I mean, hand making leather goods is not a small task. And what he's Mm -hmm. been able to produce, what you guys have been able to do together is, I mean, it's great. It's amazing to watch. So when I first asked you to come on the podcast, you replied saying that you would love to come on, but you were honestly not entirely sure what your path was yet. And I can 100% completely relate to this because I am in the same position right now. Um, And I love that you are so open and honest about this because I feel like a lot of people um, try and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this, that and try and sugarcoat it and make the most out of it. But I think it is okay for people to say that they do not know their path, especially when you're creating your own. The reality is you don't know. So what is your advice for pushing outside your comfort zone and being comfortable with the uncomfortable as you're creating your own path? Yeah, this is definitely a loaded question. But the biggest thing for me is that I never want to pretend that I have it all together because I know the reality is no one does. And to me, I'd rather be encouraging through being honest and open, transparent, and kind of having other people learn from the things I've learned from. So a little backstory, I guess, to get started about why I started Trendy Moo. And I think a lot of people, especially graduating seniors in college, can relate to. About a month before I graduated, I hadn't secured like a full-time job yet. And that's probably like everyone's worst nightmare because every parent and friend's like, what are you doing when you graduate? And it's so stressful. Uh, and I was just feeling so defeated because I was applying to all these fashion jobs and getting rejected. And It was so frustrating because it was stuff I knew that I was qualified for, um, and I was getting a lot of offers from companies that I did not care about, like sales jobs and stuff, and I was very adamant. I didn't come to school for fashion to not get a fashion job, and I realized later now that I was being so close-minded because you can learn so many skills in other companies that can still relate back to the fashion industry, but at the same time, It was kind of a moment for me to be like, why am I waiting on validation from an employer? I know that the nine to five thing isn't for me. I don't want to just go into an office every day, be an assistant, do a job that I don't like. Because to me, happiness is important. And I knew that wouldn't be happy for me. And it would not be something I would enjoy. Um, Not to say that's a bad path. Because if you want to work a nine to five job, and you love that, that's great. And there's so many different personality types. And I think you just have to figure out what works best for you. And then the other thing is I just didn't even know exactly what I wanted to do in the industry. I wanted to do everything. And I mentioned in Trendy Moo, I like that I can dabble in the buying side and the merchandising side and the photography and all that. But in a job, there was 
assistant buying and there was merchandising, but everything was such like specific one things that I didn't know if I would be happy with any of that. And I basically told myself, you know how to do all this, do it yourself. And then it kind of led into Trendy Moo. And just like you said, it's not easy to just start a business. And I feel like so many people are starting businesses now, but it's not that it's getting easier to do it. It's just, it's very accessible for people to do it. You just have to want to risk it and go for it and take everything you have into it. And I went through really, really bad anxiety about a month before I graduated and it like completely knocked me down. And I think that's something that's so important to talk about because so many people don't talk about it. And it's something that so many people deal with. And that time that I had that was so hard for me, it was really good too for reflection um, to push me to do something I actually really liked. So during that time, I basically hunkered down and I was like, I'm going to watch these YouTube videos, I'm going to research, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And like I said, I started it without any direction and just took all of that time to figure it out. And then talking a little bit more about how I've done this for the past, because it's almost been two years now, which that's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's blown by. And I, I do feel proud of that because a lot of small businesses closed in the first year. So that I can still be open is what's been important to me. But um, when I did graduate, I moved home and I knew I couldn't take a full-time job aside from everything else because I was like, if I want this business to work, I have to really commit to it. But also on a financial standpoint, you know, you have to have income. So I looked for freelance jobs. And for me, the only option was to work remotely. Yes, because of the anxiety that I was going through at that point. But also I knew that's what was going to make it flexible for me to start a business so I did that for about six months. I did all kinds of stuff. I did graphic design stuff, web design stuff, social media, personal styling. But what I didn't realize at the time is all those like super random jobs that I was doing, it was actually helping me with my own business. And it was giving me an opportunity to like practice on someone else and learn about all the different aspects. And then let's see, after about, say, six months at home, Chase and I just decided we were ready to move and we took a plunge to move to Charlotte with neither of us having a job, mm. <laughs> which is insane. I, I highly recommend though. I mean, it's not a smart financial move, but at the same time, I think that's where my business really took off. And I think that's where everything started getting more exciting for me. So I did a bunch of different stuff there, a lot of freelancing. And then when I got to Charlotte, uh, it was the first time I ever did a pop-up event, which was so fun. It made me feel like I was a real business because I was at like a huge event and people were like coming up to my shop and buying stuff. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Like people are spending money on the stuff that I've worked so hard on. And it was cool. There's a company in Charlotte called Girl Tribe and they're a retailer, but also they host these huge pop-ups and they support women-owned businesses. And they... Uh, they travel all over. So I've been to Nashville with them and Charlotte and they go several different places. And I was at an event with like hundreds of other women owned businesses. And that was so empowering for me. So while I was there, I think that's when things started to pick up and I was able to do photo shoots with a photographer and get more inventory. And I felt like I hit an all time high with Trendy Moo. But at the same time, I realized at that point, like, I do need more stability because I realized if you're doing a business without getting investment, which was a goal for me, I literally started the company with my graduation money from college, which was probably like, I don't know, I probably spent 
under two grand to launch this company, which is an insanely small amount. And um, it was all of my own money. I was just like, I don't want to like be in debt to other people. I want to do this myself. That's amazing. Yeah, I think I mean, it's it's different for everyone. I think you can launch your business faster with investors. But for me, if you can make it happen without that, then you that's awesome because it's more money to you and it's more money for you to hire people and grow your company. But financially, I knew I, I wanted more stability instead of all the freelancing because that is exhausting. Mm-hmm. So that's when I found Everlane. And I love them, by the way. It's, they're such a great company to work for. It's been so fun. And I've been with them for almost a year. Um, so once I got to that point where I realized that my company is important, but also... I have to have some financial stability for obvious reasons, but also to help grow my company and get it to the point I want it to be. I have to have that too. So I was realized that I needed to have Trendy Moo not be my full-time thing, and that was okay. And I had to kind of accept that and take on more than one thing. But if you are passionate about something and you want it to make it happen, you just have to make it happen no matter what that means. Because for the longest time, I was saying, I don't want a full-time job. Trendy Moo is going to be my full-time job. But you have to be okay with the fact that it takes time to get there. And it's it's definitely a big process. So you have to just take it day by day, step by step, and have that idea in your head of what you want to do and keep going. And know that it's kind of a learning opportunity. And I hit highs and lows. I think this is a thing that all entrepreneurs can relate to. I'll have... In all honesty, a month with it's like terrible with sales, and then I'll have a couple months that are amazing, and then it'll be terrible again. And it's that's how it is, and it directly relates to how much time I have to spend on it or other factors. And I think you have to realize that just because when you hit lows, that doesn't mean it's over. You just have to keep pushing harder and harder, and realize that that's a a learning opportunity for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said, you know, you were a risk taker, because I feel like in order to be successful, you have to take those risks, you have to be a little bit uncomfortable, um, and then adapt. And what it sounds Mm -hmm. like, you took that risk, and then you figured out what worked for you, and you adapted. A lot of people think that being an entrepreneur means that you come up with ideas. And yes, that's part of it that you come up with these big ideas, but the follow through is what makes you a true business owner and entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And a big thing for me is I think people feel like if they start something and they can't put their all into it right away and make it huge right away, it's like a failure. But it takes so much time. They say that most small businesses, it takes you five years to even break even. And it's like that takes some serious consistency and dedication. So when you're jumping into becoming a business owner or something like that, you really have to understand what that means and know like, I'm going to have to push and hustle and probably do other jobs until this gets bigger. So definitely a time commitment for sure. Yeah, which brings up the question of, you know, balance and juggling, which is an extremely important skill that I think many people, from what I've heard, are really trying to focus on in 2020 because there are so many distractions out there. In addition to Trendy Moo, you also have Everlane. So how really do you balance and juggle and tell yourself, here's what I'm going to get done today. Here's what I'm going to get done tomorrow um, so that you can you know, spend that time on Trendy Moo that you really need to. Yeah, that's something I have I have to prioritize Trendy Moo because since it isn't my financial stability, you can't really put, sometimes it gets pushed to the back burner and I don't want it to because 
it is like my baby and it's something that I'm working really hard on. So when I was able to start at Everlane and I had more of a set schedule, that is really what helped me because when I was freelancing, I was getting texts at like midnight from clients and like I was working just the most random hours and it was so hard to get anything done. So having that set schedule for them and knowing what to expect every time I work and having a little bit, I don't even like to call it structure because it's so, uh, you know, working from home and like having it be so flexible. It's not super structured, but it's just enough for me that I know, hey, I have to show up. I have to do this and get it done. And then as soon as I'm done with that, I can have all of that time for Trendy Moo and just almost like making a list and just prioritizing like what has to be done this week, what has to be done today and reviewing what did really bad last week or what could I do better and try to pinpoint different opportunities. You have to work on that each and every day. And I try to incorporate into my normal life too. Like if you're normally just sitting on the couch watching Netflix and scrolling through your social media, like that's the time I can also use to post content to my business page and to interact with other people for my business. So it's still fun and it's something I would normally be doing anyway, sitting on the couch, but it's also still productive. So I kind of have to incorporate it into everyday sort of fun stuff too. For um, people listening who don't know what Everlane is, can you just give like a brief overview? Yeah. So they are a fashion company that's based in San Francisco, but they're basically about them is they're a sustainable brand and their big thing is radical transparency. So it's such a cool company. If you haven't checked it out before, I definitely recommend it. They break down price points for you all the way to what they bought stuff for from their manufacturers, how much labor costs, and they show the real wholesale cost of the product. And then they show what traditional retail is and then they show what their price is. So everything is very open everything they're trying to um, really push towards that sustainable fashion movement that's going on right now. And they're kind of like a key leader in that in the industry, which is so cool. And it's been really a great learning experience for me working with them as well, because they're growing so fast and they're becoming such a big company. It's so exciting to see like how they get there, even though we're not really in the same, um, my stuff is more like younger fast fashion and theirs is more sustainable, I'd say like middle aged, but it's, it's a cool company. I definitely, definitely would check it out. Yeah. I love that you touched on their transparency because that's what immediately attracted me to the brand. So I've been introduced to it through like the whole blogging industry. And I think mm-hmm. that I originally, I originally found them because they were running some kind of Instagram promotion about their choose um, like choose your price. I think that's what it's called. Oh yeah. And I would yeah, choose what you pay. Yes. I was in love with that. I was like, why is no one else doing this that they break down? Hey, mm-hmm. here's the cost of the raw goods. Here's what we make off of it. You choose your price and decide how much the company gets. Like that is incredible. Yeah. It's actually, it's insane because no, I feel like no other company can afford to do that. And it's, they have built this crazy, relationship with their customers where they're so open and honest with them that some people will choose the lowest sale price but some people just love what the company's doing so much they'll pay full price so it's like they're very honest when they do that it's because they might have bought too much of one style or whatever so it's it's really cool I think they're they're a great role model so my last question is what is a book a resource a podcast um, that you love and want to share with the audience 
I just recently got into listening to more podcasts. I'm more of like a video person and I like following bloggers and stuff, but I've started getting more interested in listening as, as it's become more popular. And I really like the business of fashion podcast. I do have to say you have to be like a fashion nerd kind of or really into business because some of them are kind of boring <laughs> to other people, but I think it has a lot of good insight and I love when they interview designers that are really big and you get to hear their story of how they started because everyone's story is so different. But the one thing that's so true for me and that's so true for every one of their stories that I've heard is they have such an interesting like up and down in the beginning and it starts out so small and they're just so passionate about it that they just continue working and they talk about how they get there. And it's always definitely inspiring to listen to. But other than just listening to podcasts, I think social media has been such an important thing now and you can connect with so many others. The biggest thing for me is being in the small business community is really important because people are just so kind and I got introduced into that with Girl Tribe and I've met so many people through pop-up shops and it's so cool to see people are literally a community and they're not it's not a competitive thing. It's everyone is so proud of you for doing that. And they want to uplift and help each other. So for me, finding people to connect with on social that are in a similar situation as me or for whoever has similar goals to you, I definitely recommend connecting with them and just kind of following along their story because you'll probably find inspiration in what they're doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. And picking each other up is so beneficial because you never know, you know, your company might be doing really well one day. So you're, you know, lifting up others and giving them shout out, shout outs on social media, and you never know when they're going to return that favor. Yeah. And that's not just in for entrepreneurs, that's in any industry, because even people that are going the corporate route, and they're trying to get a job that goes into networking and everything like that, you have to have that community. And it's so important to connect with other people um but it, it's really cool i think everyone's getting into this new mindset of helping each other and being more uplifting and i love to see that yeah me too so give yourself a shout out where can the audience find you yeah so you can follow trendy moo at shop trendy moo on instagram and then same on facebook as well and then our website's just trendymoo.com Perfect. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well so that you guys can check her out and connect with Sarah and learn more about her mission and support her. But Sarah, thank you so much. This has been so informative and it's so exciting to hear a little bit about your story and where you've come. And I'm really excited to see where you're going to go because I know it's going to be great things. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. If you know someone that would be a perfect fit for this podcast that I should interview, please email me at theinnovatorpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at theinnovatorpod. Please take care of one another and practice social distancing, and we'll see you next week on The Innovator Podcast.